Welcome to the Raised with Jesus podcast, 10 minutes every day where the life of Jesus meets yours. You've got your daily Bible reading today from Joel chapter 2. And today in Joel chapter 2, I will also be reading the headings from the EHV. These headings help to um, help to keep track of the flow of thought as we kind of go through Joel chapter 2. The headings are an editorial edition by the translator, and I, yeah, I think they'll be helpful. Anyway, uh, Joel chapter 2, announce the day of the Lord. Blow the ram's horn on Zion. Sound the alarm on my holy mountain. Let all who live in the land tremble with fear, for the day of the Lord is coming. It is close at hand, a day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and frightening darkness. Description of the Locust Army Like dawn spreading across the mountains, a large and mighty people is coming. There has never been anything like it from ancient times, nor will there ever be again for generations to come. In front of them a fire devours, behind them a flame blazes. In front of them the land is like the Garden of Eden. Behind them it is a desolate wilderness. There is no escaping them. They look like horses, they charge like cavalry. With a noise like chariots they bounce over the mountaintops, like a crackling fire consuming stubble, like a powerful army lined up for battle. At the sight of them people are in anguish. Every face becomes flushed. They charge like warriors, they climb over walls like soldiers. They all march in formation, they do not turn aside from their path. They do not collide with each other, each marches straight ahead in his position. They pierce through defenses without hesitating. They rush into the city, they climb along the city wall, they climb into houses like thieves, they enter through the windows. In front of them the earth quakes, the sky shudders, the sun and moon become dark, and the stars stop shining. Announce the day of the Lord. The Lord shouts at the head of his army. His forces are very numerous, and those who obey his command are powerful. The day of the Lord is great. It is terrifying. Who can endure it? Call to repentance and a closing prayer. Even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and grief. Tear your heart and not your clothing. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in mercy, and he relents from sending disaster. Who knows? He may turn and have pity and leave behind a blessing, grain offerings and drink offerings for the Lord your God. Blow the ram's horn on Zion. Set aside a day for fasting. Call a solemn convocation. Gather the people. Consecrate the assembly. Bring together the elders, gather the children, even those nursing at the breast. Let the bridegroom leave his room, and the bride her chamber. Let the priests who minister before the Lord weep between the temple porch and the altar. Let them say, Have compassion on your people, O Lord. Do not subject the inheritance you have given to us to the scorn of the nations. Do not make us notorious among the nations as an object of ridicule. Why should they say among the peoples, Where is their God? Now we have a dialogue between the Lord and his prophet. First of all, the Lord's promises. The Lord is zealous for his land, and he will take pity on his people. The Lord will respond to them. I am sending you grain, new wine, and fresh oil, enough to satisfy you fully. Never again will I subject you to scorn among the nations. I will drive the northern invaders far from you, pushing them into a parched and desolate land. Their vanguard will be driven into the eastern sea, and their rear guard into the western sea. Then their stench will go up, their foul smell will go up. The prophet's response. 
Yes, the Lord has done great things. Do not be afraid, O earth. Celebrate and be glad. Yes, the Lord has done great things. Do not be afraid, you animals out in the field, because the grazing lands are becoming green. The trees are bearing their fruit. The fig tree and the vine yield their riches. Celebrate, you people of Zion. Rejoice in the Lord your God, because he has given you the autumn rains in righteousness. He sends you abundant showers, both autumn and spring rains, as he did in the beginning. The threshing floors will be filled with grain. The vats will overflow with new wine and olive oil. The Lord's Promise I will repay you for the years eaten by the swarming locusts, by the young locusts, the mature locusts, and the grasshoppers, my great army that I sent among you. You will have plenty to eat, you will eat until you are full, and you will praise the name of the Lord your God, who has worked wonders for you. Never again will my people be put to shame. Then you will know that I am in the midst of Israel, that I am the Lord your God, and that there is no other. Never again will my people be put to shame. After this I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on the servants, both male and female, I will pour out my spirit in those days. I will shout warning signs in the heavens and on the earth, namely, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and terrifying day of the Lord, and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So on Mount Zion and in Jerusalem there will be deliverance, as the Lord has promised, among the survivors whom the Lord calls. This is the word of our God. All right, Joel chapter 2, a little bit longer, uh, 32 verses total, and it records for us um, something that we'll see a number of times as we go through the minor prophets, this dialogue between God and his people, between God and his prophet. Joel had talked about this coming wave, this coming invading army, not of people, but of locusts, and and we keep in mind that that the people of Israel are always living at the edge of disaster. That if they if they missed one of the rains, there would be an early rain and a late rain, usually about six months apart at the beginning of the growing season and then again toward the end of the growing season. And you would need both for a good harvest of all the different crops at the beginning of the growing season to soften the ground so that they would be able to work it at the end so that the crops wouldn't fail right at the moment when they are most full of fruit or at the verge of harvest. And if there were as a, was ever a time where those rains didn't come, you know, especially either one or the other, um, or the rains didn't come for, you know, a year at a time, then the people would be already living in famine, famine territory. And then the constant threat of, of locusts is another one. And so the threat here, the, the judgment that Joel announces is a very serious one. You've got these locusts, this plague of locusts that is going to come along and devour everything. You think back to the plague of locusts that came to Egypt when, when the people of Israel were down there. Or maybe you've read, um, you know, like the Little House on the Prairie series, where they talk about the North American locust, which is, or the Rocky Mountain locust, I forget what it's called, but it's now extinct. And, um, and how that how that really brought a lot of destruction on our country in the 19th century. Even there is a, an account of a locust plague coming on Minnesota back in, I don't know, 1848 or so. And 
everybody saw it coming <laughs> and the, the governor made a proclamation. He announced basically a day of repentance, sit and weep and refrain from eating and pray to the Lord. And who knows, perhaps he would have mercy on us. And indeed, that plague of locusts did meet its end. It died rather quickly soon after that. Maybe you and I aren't as acquainted with that type of direct destruction of our food stores and our crops as we're looking out our window, but we're more acquainted with something like supply chain disruption. We're more acquainted with perhaps ice storms down in Texas and what that effect can be for our family and for our homes. But the reality is the same, that even though you and I cannot assign a specific reason or derive a specific meaning, such as this particular reason A is the reason why God allowed or the reason why God sent um, this particular judgment or this particular destruction B, um, even though you and I cannot assign specific A to A or B to B correspondence between these things, at the same time, we can take a general statement of fact that the Lord is the one who provides for our daily bread, um, that the Lord is the one who gives us each day and keeps us safe each day, and that even if there happens to be some sort of destruction and uh, life disruption, such as Joel talks about here, you and I don't have a specific word from God saying a specific direct reason why, you and I can still take the general admonition that we need to remember <laughs> that you and I are not in control, that the Lord is the one who provides for us, and thank God that he provides for us through regular everyday natural means, such as a power grid that brings electricity to our homes, um, such as your job, your occupation that allows you to purchase food at the supermarket, and a supermarket that is stocked, and an economy that allows you to purchase food at a fair price. That is something to give thanks for. And if and when there is any sort of disruption, we aren't to wring our hands and point our fingers. Yes, we, we adjust to that disruption as well as possible, but we most of all turn our eyes toward heaven and recognize, Lord, you are the maker, we are the creatures. You provide for us each day, and you continue to do so even without our prayer. Um, this certainly has to bring to mind, as we're kind of wrapping up to the fourth petition to the Lord's Prayer in Luther's explanation in the small catechism, the fourth petition, give us this day our daily bread. What does this mean? God gives daily bread, even without our prayer, even to all the wicked. But we pray in this petition that he would re lead us to realize this and to receive our daily bread with thanksgiving. What is meant by daily bread? Everything that belongs to the support and needs of the body, such as food, drink, clothing, shoes, house, home, field, cattle, money, goods, a pious spouse, pious children, pious servants, pious and faithful rulers, good government, good weather, good peace, health, discipline, honor, good friends, faithful neighbors, and the like. I think we've had that before um, as we've talked about the blessing that God provides for us each day. And it is something to keep in mind, to give thanks when we have these things and we take them for granted so easily. And also to recognize, Lord, you are the one who must provide for us, even if your provision is under the, the hands and under the guise of supermarkets nearby and truck drivers bringing, bringing groceries to our town. And so as you go about your day, take a moment um, to thank God for his providing for you, as well as praying for those who are without, praying for those who are undergoing disruption of any sort, and 
perhaps even speaking to your pastor or speaking to a local food shelf to see if there's something that you individually or congregationally might be able to do to help with those who are experiencing some sort of lifestyle disruption. Even if the supply chain is strong where you are, um, there are still people who are in need of food who would be turning to a local food bank and who God might use you to help provide for. Thanks so much for joining us today for the Raise with Jesus podcast. Be sure to tune in this Saturday, obviously, for our Thirsty episode, as well as part one of our discussion, our interview with P- Professor Mark Pauschen on the topic of apologetics. Finally, as we wrap up, today is Ash Wednesday, and a blessed Ash Wednesday to all of you. Hopefully you're able to attend or participate in services online. Um, I know that services are available also through Epiphany's Facebook page. Just search for Epiphany Lutheran Church of Racine, Wisconsin, as well as through RaisedWithJesus.com. Our YouTube live stream from Resurrection is going to be uh, shared to our website there. Thanks so much for joining us. God bless your day.